Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist. This season we've been talking OT Talk. OT, of course, could stand for Occupational Therapy Talk for sure, as well as Overtime Talk, talking after hours of the of the job, usually night times talking about what we could do in OT, how can we help you through tips, advice, tools, and, and more to try to make your life more functional, more independent, and more occupational, living life with the skills needed to be as independent in all areas of occupation of your life, including rest, sleep, play, leisure, ADLs, IEDLs, social participation, and more. And of course, OT can also stand for on target. We hope we're on target trying to help you in different areas of your life. So we talked about what it means to be occupational, to live occupationally, and to, to maximize your days with occupations. We also talked about the core values of occupational therapy for the love of the core values and principles. We did part one yesterday. Good willing, we're going to finish up today with part two, and then we'll move on to other topics. God willing, in this season four of For the Love of Series. So let's look with the help of AJOT and AOTA, American Occupational Therapy Association, which I am a proud member. And AJOT, the American Journal of Occupational Therapy, again, came out in December 2020, the revision, talking the ethics, talking, talking the values, excuse me, and the principles that guide us as a profession to try to help out everyone who can around us to live an occupational life. And these are good core values in general to have in your own life, not just for me as an OT and for us in the profession as OTs, but in general, really good core values to have that we talked about yesterday and principles we're going to talk about today, tonight, that can guide us in general in our own ethical decision-making and our own moral compasses and moral consciousness in the world. And I find that a lot of these principles and values and fundamental basis are very much in line with how I live myself as a, a religious Orthodox Jewish person, guiding myself with, of course, the guidebook and the moral compass that is the Torah, that is the Bible, that is the fundamentals to how God Hashem wanted us to be in the world. And then it's interesting how our professional Lahavda Lahavda also picks up on these principles and values, probably inspired, of course, by the, the Torah, the Bible that came so many, so many, so many years ago. But when we're looking at the AJOT, the AOTA, the Code of Ethics, and we're looking at the core values we talked about yesterday, those again being that of prudence and truth and dignity and justice and freedom and equality and altruism, those are the core values. But when we think about principles, the principles guide ethical decision-making and inspire us as OTs to act in accordance with the highest ideals. These principles are not hierarchical organized. At times, conflicts between competing principles must be considered in order to make ethical decisions. The principles may need to be carefully balanced and weighed according to professional values, individual and cultural beliefs, and organizational policies. So we have a couple of principles. The first one is a beneficence. This is the principle that teaches that we need to be as OTs, and in general as, as humans, we need to be demonstrating a concern for the well-being and safety of people, of persons. The principle of beneficence includes all forms of action intended to benefit other people. This has historically indicated acts of mercy, kindness, and charity. Again, this is a big principle that 
that speaks to me in general. I've always loved kindness and acts of kindness. It's always appealed to me, especially to give and to help and to do for others as much as possible. Not just donating charity, but donating time, donating resources, trying to help people. You know, a lot of times we like to cook for families, whether they, they had a baby, which is a wonderful simcha, a wonderful happiness, or God forbid, God forbid, Lolina, they lost someone. We try to do that, and we love to host people non-corona times, and we love to have people sleep over non-corona times. We love to drive people and do for people non-corona times. But in general, in our own practice in OT and in our own practice in our lives in general, we should try to have as much benefits as possible, to literally be merciful, to be compassionate, to be empathetic, and to be kind, to be giving and to give charity, and not just in money, in time, and resources, and capabilities. As Bo Champ and Chavez 2019 explain, it's the acts of mercy, kindness, and charity. Beneficence requires taking action to benefit others. In other words, to promote good to prevent harm and to remove harm. We'll talk more about that in the next principle, which is really about avoiding harm, but to do good by removing harm, to, by avoiding harm, as Doherty and Pertillo explained in 2016. Examples of beneficence include protecting and defending the rights of others, preventing harm from occurring to others, removing conditions that will cause harm to others, offering services that benefit people with disabilities, and acting to protect and remove persons from dangerous situations, as Beauchamp and Childress explain in 2019. So principle two is called non-maleficence. This is avoiding harm. We as OTs and in general, we should do whatever we can to refrain from actions that cause harm. The principle of non-maleficence indicates that us as OTs must refrain from causing harm, injury, or wrongdoing to recipients of service, whereas beneficence requires taking action to incur benefit, doing something for others. Non-maleficence requires avoiding actions that cause harm. So it's a little bit more passive. Beneficence is more active, taking action. Non-maleficence is more passive, avoiding something that could cause harm. Don't do this, don't do that. And beneficence is like, do this, do that. Lahabdal, lahabdal, lahabdal. In the Bible and the Torah, we have assays and los assays. Assays is do this, a positive thing to do. Los assays, don't do that, something to avoid. Lahabdal, lahabdal, so beneficence is to do. Non maleficence is to avoid, avoid harm. And non maleficence requires avoiding actions that cause harm, as both Champ and Childress explained in 2019. The principle of non maleficence also includes an obligation not to impose risks of harm, even if the potential risk is without malicious or harmful intent. This principle is often examined in the context of due care, which requires that the benefits of care outweigh and justify the risks undertaken to achieve the goals of care, pointed out by both Champ and Childress 2019. For example, an intervention, an OT one, might require the service recipient to invest a great deal of time and perhaps even discomfort. However, the time and discomfort are justified by potential long-term evidence-based benefits of the treatment. Then we have the third principle, autonomy. We as OTs shall respect the right of the person to self-determination, privacy, confidentiality, and consent. So this principle expresses the concept that we as OTs have a duty to treat the client or service recipient according to their desires within the bounds of accepted standards of care to protect their confidential information, HIPAA. 
For example, often respect for autonomy is referred to as the self-determination principle. Respecting the autonomy of servants, service recipients acknowledges their agency, their right to make their own views, to have their own views and opinions, their right to make choices in regard to their own care and based on their own values and beliefs, pointed out by both Champ and Children's 2019. For example... People have the right to make a determination regarding care decisions that directly affect their lives. In the event that a person lacks the, the decision-making capacity, their autonomy should be respected through the involvement of an authorized agent or surrogate decision-maker. Then we have the principle of justice. We as OTs shall promote equity, inclusion, and objectivity in the provision of occupational therapy services. So the principle of justice relates to the fair, equitable, and appropriate treatment of persons, as both Champ and Children's explained in 2019. So we as OTs demonstrate attitudes and actions of respect, inclusion, and impartiality towards persons, groups, and populations with whom they interact regardless of age, or race, or religion, or any of those things. We as OTs also respect the applicable laws and standards related to their area of practice. Justice requires the impartial consideration and consistent observance of policies to generate unbiased decisions. For example, we as OTs work to create and uphold a society in which all people have equitable opportunity for full inclusion and meaningful occupational engagement as an essential component of their lives. Then, principle number five is that of veracity. We're going to go a few minutes over just so we get the principles in tonight. tonight. So we as OTs for veracity, we shall provide comprehensive, accurate, and objective information when representing the profession. The principle of veracity refers to comprehensive, accurate, and objective transmission of information and includes fostering understanding of such information. Veracity is based on the virtues of truthfulness, candor, honesty, and respect owed to others. Pointed out by both Champ and Childress 2019. In communicating with others, we as OTs implicitly promise Blinander to be truthful and not deceptive. For example, when entering into a therapeutic or research relationship, the service recipient or research participant has a right to accurate information. In addition, transmission of information must include means to ensure that the recipient or participant understands the information provided. And the last principle is that of fidelity. So we as OTs shall treat clients, the people, the group, or the population, colleagues, and other professionals with respect, fairness, discretion, and integrity. So the principle of fidelity refers to the duty one has to keep a commitment once it is made, pointed out by VH. Vietch et al. 2015, this commitment refers to promises made between a provider and a client, Blinander, as well as maintenance of respectful collegial and organizational relationships, pointed out by Doherty and Pertillo 2016. The relationships, the professional relationships, are greatly influenced by the complexity of the environment in which OTs work. For example, OTs should consistently balance their duties to service recipients, students, research participants, and other professionals, as well as to organizations that may influence decision-making and professional practice. So when it comes to being involved with others, when it comes to understanding others, we have these different principles. And we also have something called the standards of conduct. And there are different standards, including professional integrity, responsibility and accountability, therapeutic relationships, documentation, reimbursement, and financial aspects, service delivery, and professional competence, education, supervision, and keeping up with our standards of keeping up with the credits we need throughout the years 
and keeping up with our professional development and keeping up with our licensure and our and our registrations and the like and having proper communication and proper professional civility. But in general, these are the principles that guide us. These principles of ethics, that of fidelity and veracity and justice and autonomy and non-maleficence and beneficence are different principles in our own practice and hopefully can apply to your life, how to go about your practice, how to go about your relationships, how to go about dealing with others. And of course, the one that speaks to me most as a principle is beneficence. And the one that speaks to me most as a core value is altruism, doing what we can to be kind for others, to be giving to others, to do as much as we can for others. If we do that, not only can our lives be more functional, more occupational, be more loving, and be more fulfilling, but it could be for everyone around us as well. Join us next time as we continue talking for the Love of Series here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.